This is The Playbook. Today we're going to talk about, I think, something that's most essential uh, for everyone, whether you're a personal brand, a product solution or service, it's how do we build our brand and I believe it's by finding our own frequency. There's, over the last decade, been a lot of talk about the authenticity of a brand. And my feelings through the 35 years that I've been branding the greatest athletes, celebrities, entertainers in the world is that everybody has their own frequency. Authenticity, authenticity lies within you. You're the only unique thing here. You are the only unique thing here. And what we have to do is spend our time not promoting what we think people want to see, not promoting what is missing or what we don't have, but promoting and understanding our own frequency, our own vibration of our brand, our product solution or service, or our person. You are the only unique thing. And so many people don't understand the power today of your own brand or of your frequency. Never before has a community been so large. The opportunities, options, and touches of favor extend exponentially when you're building a brand. The problem is that most people are trying to utilize traditional methodologies within the context of a new world, an accessible, productive world that can be reached with one piece of content or multiple pieces of content. So how do we know this essence? Well, your personal essence is your skills, your knowledge, and your desire. And we want to capture your skills, your knowledge, and your desire, and then modify it for all the different places that you want to be aware of or those to be aware of you. And we want to utilize that frequency to amplify to the 7.6 billion people that are now available to you and create a perpetual brand. So how does this all work? Well, first of all, let's look at just Shakespeare. The whole world is truly your stage. You have to understand the sky, size, scope, and scale of your audience to understand the capabilities of your brand, your personal brand, your, your product, service, or solution, it doesn't matter. You have to talk to the entire community, the entire world, or else you're limiting yourself and not going to get the results that you want if you utilize and find your own frequency. Your frequency is your neighborhood. Let me give you an example. Has anybody ever heard of Dr. Pimple Popper? Anyone? Yeah. So I can't think of anything to me that's more disgusting uh, than watching pimples being popped. But the reason I bring Dr. Pimple Popper up is that 20 years ago, if Dr. Pimple Popper was going to try to build a brand, she would have been in big trouble because she would have been limited to the 30,000 or even maybe 300,000 people that were in her community because nobody else would be aware or would discover or she could not discover those who actually like pimples being popped. But yet today, because she takes a view of the 7.6 billion people that the whole world is her stage, not just Newport Beach, California, but the whole world is her stage, because she knows her frequency, even if the majority of the people on earth 
don't align with that frequency, don't like that frequency, find it disgusting, if she continues to capture her frequency or her essence, her brand, modify it for all the different platforms, amplify it as well and perpetuate it, she can have one of the most powerful brands and be as well known as anyone. In fact, she has her own TV shows. She has more subscribers on YouTube than the entire Pro Football Hall of Fame in America, uh, which is, to me, a testament to finding your frequency and knowing your essence. Don't try to build a brand, product, or solution to the audience you're trying to address. For the first time, look inwards and find the capabilities that either you have, your skills, your knowledge, your desire, or the capabilities, your product, service, or solution, and learn how to first capture that. What do I mean by capture that? Well, there's a variety of ways that you can capture your frequency, crap, capture your brand. One is in person. So when I used to speak around the world, I would only be concerned about the audience that was in front of me. And that would be the entire interaction and I would get excited about 100, 1,000, 20,000 people in person that heard me speak. But that's just a minute part of today in person, right? In person, we capture the essence of who we are or our product or service or solution. Now comes the good part, we're able to modify it to all the different platforms and then amplify it to everyone. So that regardless of whether there's one person or 100 people or 10,000 people, the modification of the brand and the amplification of the brand is way more valuable than what we're doing in person. But we have to learn that the capture is the most important part of what we do in person. Whether it's a personal brand, a product service, or a solution, it starts with you in knowing what your brand is. There's five parts of a brand. The first one is the credibility of a brand. So we can feel a credibility of a brand. A brand could be somebody standing in front of cars that they don't own, houses that they're leasing, pretending that they have a perfect life, or a brand could be credible when it talks and illuminates the mistakes, failures, and setbacks that they have. We want to be as honest as we can. I teach people all the time, with your brand, you want to be as honest as you can. You want to go through it with a fine-tooth comb because the minute you start diminishing your credibility is the frequency becomes lower and lower and it doesn't resonate with people. Right? The idea of frequency or vibration of a brand is it resonates with you. It makes you feel a certain way. People aren't going to remember what I say. They're not going to remember what I'm doing. They're going to remember how they felt. And so in order for you to feel a certain way, you need to know your frequency and strengthen the signal, widen the signal, and perpetuate the signal so that you aggregate more people, whether you're Dr. Pimple Popper or a food brand, a solution, a SaaS solution, it doesn't matter. We want to learn how to capture that essence in order to effectuate a resonance. In fact, this idea of capture is part of understanding what resonates with you. And so when we, for example, learn things, we want to not write down every lesson that's taught or not write down any of the lessons that are taught, but only write down what resonates with you, what you feel is important to you and then learn how to access that information. That's how people learn. That's how people 
reposit the information that's going to resonate with it. That's how a product builds on itself and aggregates is by this Shakespearean idea of capturing who we are and knowing who we are. So not only is the whole world your stage, but to thine own self be true. And in order to do so, we need to understand our reasons, our impacts, and our capabilities. So the number one thing to do is to know the credibility of who we are by understanding the reasons that we're doing something, the impact that we have, and the capabilities of our product. Most people, they oversell, back-end sell, lie, manipulate, and cheat, uh, and think that that's the best way to build a brand. To be credible, you need to be honest, and then secondarily, we need to connect emotionally to resonate with people how they feel. We need to resonate. We need to have an emotional attachment. People buy on logic, on, on emotion for logical reasons. People buy on emotion for logical reasons. So we want to make them feel a certain way. In order to make them feel a certain way, we have to know what they like and what they don't like. And then provide some sort of value either to give them more of what they like or to relieve them of their pain of what they don't like, give them a solution, a need for what they don't like. It's that simple and you need to be credible. If you're 100% credible, people will do everything that you say, they'll buy everything that you have. The minute we start losing credibility, they start looking for things that we don't want them to look for. They start looking with skepticism. They start looking for void shortages and obstacles of why they're not gonna resonate or feel. So we want to give them reasons that are credible and emotionally attached to them. We want today especially to show them how our brand, personal product solution or services, how it impacts people. Impact is extremely important today in brand, extremely important in your frequency. Your frequency is your neighborhood. The higher the frequency you have, the more options, opportunities, and touches a favor. Why? because everything vibrates. The stage here, minerals, earth, it vibrates the slowest, then plants, then animals, then humans, then sound, and then light, and then thought. There's one thing that vibrates the fastest. Anybody know what it is? The truth. The truth vibrates the fastest. You see, the idea of vibration or frequency is that you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. So if you are increasing your vibration, it's like a neighborhood, you can be aware of more things and more people can be aware of you. You become discoverable and you discover those who resonate with you as they discover you. Your frequency is your neighborhood. So if you're constantly trying to tell the truth, talk about the reasons and the impacts, and utilize the capabilities, not to oversell, back-end sell, lie, manipulate, and cheat with your brand, standing in front of cars you don't own, houses that you lease, telling people about things that you haven't accomplished. But if you tell the truth, now you're using your capability as an arsenal to infuse your credibility, to infuse the emotional attachment, to give more reasons that you're providing more value than you're asking for, which is the quantitative reason or quantitative analysis that people do in order to buy something from you or follow you or engage with you. Are you providing more value than you're asking for? 
How do we do that? Well, what we want to do is go through five practices with your brand to build your frequency. The first one is know what it is that you want with your brand. What do you want with your brand personally, experientially, giving-wise, productivity-wise, value-wise, and receiving-wise? Understanding the quantitative value and your ability to articulate the quantitative value to exceed what you're asking for. So every day you want to think about what do I want in a trajectory of what I think I want in the future. And then, secondarily, who? Who can I help with what I want? Who can I help with this brand? Who can I help with what I want and who can help me? The least used way of success with a brand is people are afraid to ask for help. The fastest way to get to where you want to be is find someone that's already there and ask them for directions. That's what's going to accelerate your brand. Statistically, the way we increase the acceleration and the statistical success of our brand is to help other people get what they want with your brand. Statistically, more people will be in this community of yours that we're building, and your neighborhood is your community, your neighborhood is your frequency, and we elevate that by knowing what we want, what's important to us personally, experientially, giving and receiving, our own authentic essence, and who we can help and who can help us. Then we can look at how best to get it done. And with the brand, there's three things to look at to get this done. One, how productive, how much value are we providing with our brand? Not how much are we receiving, how much value are we providing? Two, accessibility. How accessible is our brand to other people? Once again, capturing, modifying, amplifying, perpetuating allows us to be accessible with our brand. And how finally are we receiving accessing what we want and then believe it or not we use a lens of gratitude with our brand how can people find the light the love and the lessons in what we're offering personally experientially product service or solution how are we providing that light the love and the lessons a higher frequency of what we're doing our essence captured and then amplified to other people to be productive accessible and gracious then we can prioritize how to capture, how to modify, how to amplify, and how to perpetuate your brand. That's how we build a brand because everything aggregates on itself when we deal with a brand and its frequency, we have to use time as a dependent variable. What do I mean by that? So time is the only dependent variable with frequency of a brand. Time is the only dependent variable of objective and subjective matter of your brand. So what we want to do is understand, number one, the history of our brand. The history of our brand is most overlooked when we're dealing and building a brand. The history of the snapshots, the inflection points, the defining moments, people's perception, reputation of your past, of your brand. And we need to control one thing because there's only one limitation of the past in your brand. And that's the meaning that people give it. With the 500 people here right now or so, I have 500 different reputations. And I know one thing about my brand. <clears throat> and it's a danger that I find when I coach people to speak. When you speak, 
10% of the people automatically are on my frequency. 10% of the people, no matter what I say, I could stand up here for 40 minutes and say one word. I could say the, 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 and 10% of the people here will come up afterwards and go, that was genius. The way you taught infinite patience, the way that you showed control and discipline by literally standing on stage for 40 minutes and saying one word, that was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. We see this with art all the time as well, right? 10% of the people, you look at something and it's like, what? <laughs> and there's 10%, genius, amazing art. Same thing with speakers. He was amazing. It's all frequency. So if we know that 10% of the people are going to resonate no matter what with a brand, and we know that we have an audience of 7.6 billion people now for our brand, that one of the strategies we can use with our brand is just to find as many of the 10% that we can. That's, that's one great strategy. Now, there's another thing about frequency is that 10% of the people, no matter what, are going to hate you. Unless it's TikTok, then it's about 90%. 10% of the people are going to hate you no matter what. So I could stand up here and as... Einstein did and create E equal MC squared and 10% of the people go like, can you believe this idiot? <laughs> That's the dumbest person I've ever, literally, no matter what. But how do we get the other 80%? Number one, we need to control the meaning of the snapshots, the inflection points and defining moments of the past perceptions and reputations of your brand. You give meaning to everything you see, so do other people, and we do our best to control the meaning that we're giving it. That's why some people are canceled and some people that say even more outrageous things aren't canceled. You ever wonder why Dave Chappelle's not canceled, but some other person says one thing and they're canceled? It's because he controls the meaning of his brand. He controls the meaning of the inflection points and defining moments of his brand in the past. So know the limitation of the past of the brand and take a concerted effort to control your brand, your reputation, the meaning that people give, the inflection points and defining moments of your brand. It's amazing how you can turn, you know, I did it personally. I lost over $100 million. I went bankrupt in 2008. And the meaning I gave it when I had to walk up to my mom's house to tell her I went bankrupt, considering the only reason I wanted to be rich was to buy her a house and a car. My mom raised six kids, worked two jobs, packed my dinner in a paper bag. The only reason I wanted to be rich was to buy her a house and a car and I had to go tell her I was bankrupt. But not only did I have to tell her I was bankrupt, I had to tell her I lost her house because I didn't put her house in her name, I kept it in my name. The meaning that I gave that defining moment of my life at that time is not the meaning I give it today. That inflection point, that defining moment of my past has now a meaning that is one of positivity, of saving my life, saving my marriage, giving me options, opportunities, and touches of favor that I never would have had because I most likely would have been dead if I continued to behave the way that I was behaving. Time is the dependent variable in a brand. Time is the only dependent variable of all matter, including your brand, product, solution, or service. And you need to spend your 
productivity, your accessibility, and your gratitude to give the meaning of the defining moments of the past because things are constantly changing. The only limitation that is given to your brand in the past is the meaning that you give those defining moments, snapshots, and inflection points. Everybody loves a comeback story. Right? So many companies have had all types of different defining moments and inflection points. Some give a meaning of punishment, some give it a meaning of promotion and protection. The second thing is, today, the most important thing about a brand is today. In the trajectory of what we think we want in the future. A brand has to be tied to both the meaning of the past, but also to the trajectory of where you think you want to be in the future. And in order to do that, you need to know what you want today in that trajectory, who can help you, who can you help, how best to get that done, and then prioritize in that way. Prioritization is the antidote to procrastination, antidote to feeling overwhelmed. Most people cannot articulate their brand. Uh, when I created Sports One Marketing, I, my business partner is Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. He's the first uh, black quarterback in the Hall of Fame in American football. And being who I was at that time when we started the, the agency, I came up with a long mission statement of what I wanted, who I could help, and how to get it done, and wanted to prioritize these things. So I came up with this long, verbose, you know, leverage a billion dollars and blah, 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 I remember. And Warren looked at me and he said, what does that mean? I said, oh, uh, I want to make a lot of money. He said, oh, okay. Why don't you just say make a lot of money? And then I went through another paragraph of complete bullshit. And he said, what does that mean? I said, I want to help a lot of people. Why don't you just say help a lot of people? And then I said, you know, oh, we'll surround all the biggest sporting events in the world, from the World Cup to the Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl, the Masters, Kentucky Derby, Breeders' Cup, ESPYs, Emmys, Oscars, Grammy. We'll bring all the biggest celebrities in the world so that we raise money for charity. And he said, what, what exactly? I said, I want to have a lot of fun. Really simply, we want to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. That's the brand. That's the brand, and we stick to it, and we give a meaning to all the things, the mistakes, failures, and setbacks of our past to apply it to today in a trajectory of what we think we want in the future, which is to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. So when we prioritize today both the activity we get paid for and the activity we don't get paid for, the activity we have planned and the activity we don't have planned, we know exactly how to prioritize it because 100% of the things that you do now get done, prioritization is the confirmation that you know what's important to your brand. You know your credibility, you know your vibration or frequency, the emotional attachment, the energy emotion, and you know the reasons you're doing it, the impact you're gonna have, and now you use your capabilities, your skills, your knowledge, and your desire as an arsenal to support that. Not the reverse. Don't feature and benefit, dump your brand, onto people with dishonest, overselling, back-end selling, lying, manipulating, and cheating. It doesn't work. In fact, people will resonate at a lower level, will be attracted to your brand, and pretty soon you will have no brand other than a negative uh, brand, one that doesn't make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. In order to do so, we have to utilize 
time, its limitation is its meaning in the past 24 hours in a day to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful in a trajectory of the future. So there's three things that we need to qualify. In the past, a lot of people when they built their brand, built their brands for specific avatars. And I'll go back to Dr. Pimple Popper. How much difficulty do you think Dr. Pimple Popper would have had if all she did was market to people with advertising sayings, do you like watching pimples being popped? Join me on my YouTube. Very few, very few people would do that. But what she did was different. She knew her essence. She knew her skills, her knowledge and desire as a dermatologist, this extraordinary experience of watching pimples being popped. And she just didn't look for people who love it. What she did was she looked for open minds. People who had an open mind that were curious, creative and curious about pimples being popped so that they could experience loving it or hating it or just curious to see what this is about. The number one thing you should qualify or search for with your brand is an open mind. Open minds have open hearts and open hands, so they make great customer base for you. They make a great community for you, which is where we'll finish up is the ultimate goal of every brand is to create a community. And if you don't realize that today, if you're not trying to build a community today, if you're trying to oversell, back end sell, lie, manipulate, and cheat, if you're just trying to make a sale, you're making a huge mistake. Because community has never been easier to build. Size, scope, and scale and a resident of the community has never been able or bigger to do. And that community should, number one, be a community of people with open minds. Now remember, everyone has an open mind. Raise your hand if you agree with that. Very few. Okay, good. Some of you do. Everyone has an open mind at a certain time. Some people have open minds a lot more often than other people. If you can find someone who has a closed mind more often when they have an open mind, statistically, you actually will have better engagement and better resonance with someone that doesn't have an open mind all the time, but has an open mind while you're communicating with them because they have less distractions. And statistically, you'll be more successful with someone with an open mind that doesn't have an open mind all the time. Needless to say, the only objective of building a community initially is vetting someone as having an open mind. And then two, being able to take that open mind and find out what they're doing today. So let's take Dr. Pimple Popper again, right? We find an open mind. We see that they look in my eyes or smile or I made fun of them and they laughed and instead of hitting me. And then I said, hey, have you ever seen pimples being popped? Right? Some of the open mind's gonna laugh. And then do you like do you like to watch pimples being popped? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? So by finding out what someone how they're resonating with pimples being popped, and then finding out emotionally, right? We have credibility of an open mind. Then we find out what they like and don't like about pimples being popped. Now we have an emotional attachment. Now it opens the door for my brand to either what? Add value to what they like. I love pimples being popped. Oh, really? I got a great show for you to watch. Or I hate pimples being popped. 
disgust me. Oh, then you got to check this out because this is super disgusting. Either way, I'm adding value or I can say, would it help you if? Would it help you if I showed you a different show of something you do like? Or would it help you if I gave you this person's DM or whatever it might be? Now we're providing value with our brand. We're creating a relationship and a community with that person. And once we get there, we then, in this community, can say, do you know anyone that can help me? Can you share my pimple-popping uh, content? Can you help me? I got terrible acne. I don't know what else. This is how simple it is. Now, in the last 10 minutes before we take a couple questions, all of these different things as we review. Number one, find your essence. Think about Shakespeare. To thine own self be true. As weird as you are, or as weird as I am, or as strange of an idea of your product, service, or solution, it's fine today. It wasn't in the past because you didn't have access to 7.6 million people and you cannot aggregate a community in the past like you can today. You can't aggregate. See, there, in, in product marketing or brand building today, there's a huge component missing and it creates a huge opportunity for all of, all of you, just like it did for Dr. Pimple Popper. There's a missing middle class. There's no middle class of branding. It's either huge or it's homeless. There's no middle class. And there's a huge opportunity for those people that appreciate a middle class. It's never been easier to build a community of a million people. A million people. But it's even easier to build a community of 100 people a month. What are you talking about, Dave? What's 100 people a month? What is that going to get? Well, if I had a brand and I get 100 people a month, let's just take, you know, I do a, a, a course because they're so easy if you use Thinkific or Kajabi. I do a, a course on something. So many people ask me, Dave, I want to be a sports agent. So I do a video, I do a course, how to be a sports agent. I have credibility. I ran the most notable sports agency in the world. I have emotional attachment because I know why people want to be. I love sports. I love to be around athletes. I hate this, whatever it may be. I, I have this video, takes me less than a day to do on how to be a sports agent because I've answered that question almost every day of my life. And each day or month, I talk about how to be a sports agent. And if you're interested, go ahead, download my video for $47. I have credibility and emotional attachment. By posting a free video, 100 people a month buy that video. That might not sound like a lot. It's definitely something all of you could achieve if you found your frequency, your brand, your essence. If all you focused in on was 100 people, I'm going to provide value on how to be a sports agent, how to pop pimples, how to have snuggly shoes. There's a million different things. The problem is that people aren't focused in on the middle class. They don't know the value of the middle class. They don't know the value of aggregate effect, compound interest. A hundred people in the first month is a huge success. $4,700, by the way. And guess what? It just keeps growing. Maybe 
110 people the next month, 120 the next month. Maybe it takes a whole year till it doubles. Now you have 200 people a month. Now I'm making $9,400 a month. I make six figures a year. All from one video that took less than a day. And what if I can't get 100 sales? What if it's just 10? And next year it's 20. And next year it's 30. And next year it's 40 a month. That's the middle class that you should be aiming for. And if you stay consistent, it's going to keep aggregating. If you're providing value, everyone's going to talk about it. When I started my brand, I was helping a guy named A.J. Vaynerchuk uh, with his sports agency. I was just about to turn 50 years old. I was at the Super Bowl, and he had asked me to help him start Vayner Sports. And I met him to help him, and he's a great kid, and gave him advice or whatever. And then all of a sudden, all my team went crazy, and we were in the Nike suite at the Super Bowl. My whole team went crazy. Oh my God, Gary V's here, Gary V's here. And I looked at everyone like, what's a Gary V? And I'm a sports agent. Like, what position does he play? Is a kid, like, did I miss this guy? You got to sit down with Gary V. And AJ Vaynerchuk said, you want to meet my brother? I said, yeah, sure. And Gary said, Dave, I, I love your, your radio show. You know, I think I can help you. Typical Gary. I'm going to help me with what, man? I'm helping you with your sports agency. What are, what's a Gary V going to help me with? I'm a middle-aged mutant turtle, you know. I'm going to help you with your brand. I said, where? He said, Instagram. I said, Instagram? I don't have an Instagram. He goes, no, I'm going to help you. We're going to do a podcast. I was like, podcast? This is six years ago. Podcast? There's too many podcasts. There's like 200,000 podcasts. Why would I want a podcast? He said, trust me. You're perfect for the middle class. I said, oh, is that a compliment? He said, yeah, because nobody's playing in the middle class of content creation. No one's playing in the middle class of branding. You're perfect for that. And he explained it to me. And he said, are you willing to, to do it? I said, yeah, sure. He said, so what, what's your objective year one? I said, well, considering what you told me, I want two ambassadors. He said, I don't think you were listening to me. We're talking about millions of followers. I said, no, I just want two ambassadors, two people in year one that will tell everyone to buy my books, hire me to speak, watch my TV shows, my movies, that they'll tell. They're true ambassadors of mine. They love my stuff, and they're going to get two people a year to love my stuff as well. He said, that's all you want? I said, no, I want more, but that's where my investment would be worth it, two people a year getting me two people a year. He said, why would that be worth it? I said, because when I'm 70, 20 years from now, I'll be more powerful than you on social media. You know, Gary, he's pretty competitive. He goes, you know, what are you talking about? I said, because I'll have 2 million people that will get me 2 million people to buy my books, buy my videos, hire me to speak, have me coach them, do all the things that I do, watch my TV shows, all of those things. 2 million people getting me 2 million people. Not 10 million followers who think I'm cool, that line up in a line to take a picture with me, but two million people that empower two million people. That's a brand. That's a community. Your goal is to find open minds, open hearts, and open hands. Be credible. Get emotional attachment. Utilize reasons and impact to utilize the capabilities of who you are 
your skills, your knowledge and desire, or your product solution or service as an arsenal to build more credibility, more emotional attachment, more reasons, and more impact. It's that simple. In the end, the people that are going to succeed with their brands today are going to do it in person, on the phone, via email, traditional media, and social media. And they're going to have a community that utilizes all of those means of communication, of connectivity. They're going to have a community of two types of people. People who can help each other and people that know who can help each other. And it's that simple. You need to think about Shakespeare when you leave here. Shakespeare about your brand. You gotta find your frequency of you, your brand, your product, service, or solution. Find your frequency. To thine own self be true. Today's the only day that we've ever been able to be true to our own selves because we have such a huge accessible market. You don't have to just market to your 300,000, 30,000, or 3,000 person community. The whole world is your stage. Shakespeare was right. I don't know how thousands of years ago he could be so right to be true to the own self and to have your own stage and to build a community of like-minded, like-hearted, and like-handed people that you can help and can help you, that know people that you can help and that you know people that can help them. And we do that with our essence, our frequency. Your frequency is your neighborhood. I was born in Akron, Ohio to a single mom with six kids. And I think about my frequency as a neighborhood. No matter what potential I had, if I was living in the projects, I could see myself today sitting on a lawn chair, drinking a beer, with the greatest idea in the world and turning to my friend and saying, man, I got this great idea. It's called Uber. I just need, you know, a hundred grand to get started. Oh, that's a great idea, man. I wish I would have thought about it. Cheers. Your frequency is your neighborhood, right? There's no options, opportunities, and touches of favor sitting in the projects in Akron, Ohio, drinking a beer on a lawn chair. If your frequency is at that level, you won't have the options, opportunities, and touches of favor. If your brand is that level, you won't be able to build a community of open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed people to provide value to and receive value from. But trust me, when you live in the luxury home, the dream home, gated community, overlooking Newport Beach on the coast, I can sit in any bench in my neighborhood, and I know that if I ever come up with that great idea and I turn to that neighbor of mine, because he's on the same frequency, because I know my essence, I know how to capture it, modify it, amplify it, and perpetuate it. And I turn to him and say, man, I got this great idea. It's called Uber. This is what it does. How many millions do you need? That's the difference of your frequency. Your frequency is your neighborhood. Strengthen your frequency. Widen your spectrum. Clarify, balance, and focus who you are and what you want to provide, the credibility, the emotional attachment, the reasons, impacts. Utilize your capability as an arsenal to infuse it. Don't use it to oversell it, back and sell it, lie it, manipulate it, or cheat it. Build your brand by finding your frequency. Look within. Know that you have an opportunity to build a community that will someday be large, will aggregate and double itself, and it can start with two, and your children and grandchildren will never have to work again.
I'm David Meltzer. I have time for a few questions. Thank you very much. All right, here it comes. We got a microphone coming your way. You're the tallest guy here, so that worked. Hi, David. Thank you for your talk. I wrote something down. Um, how can we build a brand when we're still learning about a huge industry we're trying to penetrate? What are the best practices in a scenario like that? Yeah, so a brand is an evolution. Remember when I talked about giving meaning to the defining moments and inflection points. So this is a great example that today is the only day that I'm concerned about the what, the who, the how, the now, and the why. So today I want to know what do I want in a trajectory of what I think, think I want in the future. So by being productive, accessible, and gracious with your brand, by capturing today what you are in an industry that hasn't figured itself out yet, by modifying and amplifying and perpetuating it, you then give yourself an aggregate effect for the future because you're realigning every day. See, I, in my business, I only hire hypocrites. They're like, what are you talking about, Dave? I only hire people that change their mind because I'm looking for people that are learning today for what happens tomorrow and then reassessing tomorrow. And so for you, think about the skills, the knowledge, and the desire or the capabilities of your product today and how it is applied to the trajectory of the, of the future. Don't try to solve, the, the, there's not one company, I'm old, so you know when I met the guys at Sequoia, they had this great idea called Yahoo. And they wanted me to invest in Yahoo. It was an indexing tool. Google was literally an optimization tool. That's what the initial investors in Google invested into an optimization tool. They were sitting like you are today. I, my first exit was $3.4 billion in 1995. And we started with legal research, being able to look up cases in America, law cases, with bullion language searching, slash S, slash P, quote unquote, slip, fall in a grocery store. Let it evolve, focus in, don't attach your emotions to an outcome that you can't control. You control today, so build that brand today in the trajectory of the future, not necessarily a certainty of the future. Great question, by the way. Hello, David, thank you um, for your talk. I had a question um, while I was listening to what you were saying about the ethical um, implications of building a brand in the context of the global warming and biodiversity loss crisis. So we know that marketing has played a very important role in you know, trying to sell a lot of people stuff that maybe we don't need or that is harming the environment and society. So when we think about the future of brands, what are the considerations that every entrepreneur should consider, you know, in this context? Yeah, great question. So that's where I think reasons, impacts, and capabilities fall in. As entrepreneurs in a brand, we want to know the reasons why we're building this brand, the impact it's going to have, and the capabilities that infuse the credibility, emotional attachment, to the reasons and the impacts that we have. Uh, I will say something about sustainability, and it's a little different perspective. I think we need to do every single thing that we can 
uh, for sustainability. But I believe the solution is not going to be in sustainable practices. I believe the sustainable practices will allow the entrepreneurs, the people sitting in this room, to figure out how to solve the problems. Meaning that I believe that we are beyond plastic being in the ocean. We need to give entrepreneurs enough time to figure out how to convert plastic to food, how to fill up the hole into our atmosphere. And I will tell you, the mission of mine of empowering the world to be happy, part of that mission is empowering entrepreneurs uh, to come up with these solutions. Entrepreneurs will save this world. I, I'm, I'm an optimist. I have all the faith in the world in the solutions that we'll provide. But if we don't use these reasons, impacts, and capabilities to slow down what we're doing, we're not going to give the entrepreneurs enough time to find the, the solutions. Re Recycling is not going to cure the problem. But an entrepreneur will. If we, get, if we keep recycling enough and figuring out different solutions, we have to give the entrepreneurs enough time to create the solutions to some of the problems that we've created unintentionally and intentionally. And so I think this is a really great question to end on because it's a higher purpose, a higher frequency of why I do what I do as an entrepreneur and maybe hopefully I'm planting a seed under a tree that I'll never sit under by inspiring somebody else to realize that, you know, we have to have these practices in place. We have to think about everyone. We have to have a community of people that are here to help one another and find people that can help one another. But I'm trying to buy time with these types of solutions so that we can give the entrepreneur enough time to save the earth. And we will do it.